Koshian Cast, the sports anime podcast where sometimes the anime are about sports. My <laughs> name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hey yo! Alright, so this is the 11th week of the winter anime season. We're about to wrap up, whether we like it or not. And we'll be covering uh, all sports anime that aired between the 12th and the 18th of March. Uh, I don't think I have any any announcements up front. Do you, Matt? Uh, just real quick. Last week we said we were going to be doing Usakame this week. However, with March comes in like a lion ending this week, that means uh, rather than having to split up everything, be, like having one episode that's really loaded and then another one that's kind of stripped, we're just going to kind of split it up and do Usakame next week. That's right. All right, so... With March comes in like a lion ending and, you know, a couple other shows ending in the near future, you can also expect some summary review episodes coming out in the next few weeks, so yes. look forward to that. But for the immediate future, look forward to Matt's summary of Yawapeda. Alright, cool beans. Alright, so in this episode, we find uh, Sugimoto is keeping uh, pace with uh, Danchiku and Koburagi. And we find out that apparently Sugimoto has a deep bond with Amaizumi and his goal is that he wants to be the one to push, uh, give Amaizumi the push to the final goal. To, in like the final stretch of land. Uh, sure. For the, anyway, inter, for the inter high, not for the Yes, race. for the inter high. Just not for just any race. But uh, anyway, uh, so we get one of the first real strategies I've seen in the series thus far with Sukimo uh, Sugimoto trying to kind of play a mind game with uh, Danchiku and Koburagi by uh, doing, like, a big sprint, at, like, a big breakaway from them. Uh, and he's basically counting on... The, he was basically counting on them to not see through it and kind of realize that, you know, he's not a very good sprinter so that they don't need to catch up and just sort of save their energy. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, Sugimoto's actually more of an endurance writer as it is, so he can... He does well with, like, long rides. Uh, however, they end up seeing through it, uh, like, in the nick of time, and they realize that they need to catch up. And so they end up blasting right past him. Uh, Sugimoto gets some very strong words of encouragement from Imaizumi to keep riding forward, gets a nice strong pat on the back. And Sugimoto tries to catch up, but he doesn't, it, like, he get, passes over a hill and he isn't able to catch up with them. Anyway, uh, so the pace car drives on ahead of Sugimoto because they need to keep up with the first years. And the first years, uh, Koburagi is very, he is, he's very, uh, cocky at the moment because, you know, they managed to pass Sugimoto and he was their only real, co uh, competition. And, uh... Uh, they catch up to him, and Teshima says to him, hey, you know, it's like, you know, we can fulfill our goal. Well, like, I'll fulfill my promise to you, but keep in mind that the race isn't over yet. And who should come up but uh, Sugimoto, along with his younger brother, uh, Sadatoki, I believe. Right. And what we discover is, you know, uh, Sugimoto had stopped riding for a little bit, but he got inspired by the appearance of his younger brother. And now it's, as usual, one final sprint to the very end, with all four people just deadlocked yeah so uh your tone was somewhat indicative of what you thought of this episode <laughs> yeah sorry i try not to be i try not to let it outside of uh minami kamakura but who cares <laughs> yeah but, it slipped in yeah it kind of slipped in there I, I think i'm gonna speak for both of us here i think yamamushi pedal has officially lost me <sighs> yeah i mean it's relative. It's relative for me. So it, it's an issue okay. of it's it's an issue of expectations. Um, 
it has lost me in the fact that it has not lived up to my relatively high expectations because I have good memories of Yopet. It was one of the series that got me back into sports anime. Right. Um, so I have relatively high expectations for it. There's other shows where I have no expectations and they don't... Assist. So this is still better than Manami Kamakura. Right, of course. This is better like, than it's Days... It's better... It's, it's better than a lot of sports anime. Right. But it's not as good as it should be, judging right. by its reputation and its history. Right. And I think that's kind of the major issue here. This is a series that is really reaching for plot at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I, I kind of skipped over this, but there's like... There's this moment where Kobaragi is going into his own motivations for no real reason outside of the fact... Because he's talking with Don Chiku and just all of a sudden they start reminiscing about, like, like uh, uh, Kobaragi, like, in middle school racing. And it's like... It just sort of felt like they were trying to stretch out the episode to hit 20 minutes. Because they need to end in, end on that big, uh, that on that big climax. Yeah. yeah, that final sprint. And it's like, I realize that, you know, you could say that this is based off a of manga, you know, that's what the artist did. I'm still going to stick with the filling out uh, filling out space, in that case, just filling out pages to hit for the chapter. Yeah, exactly. Even even if it's based on the original manga directly, like, you chose how to adapt it, you know? Right. You don't have to, it's, it's not like the manga tells you how long each scene needs to be. Right, exactly. And it's just, it feels like it's just reaching to kind of keep things so because no now we have to we have some reason to root for Kobaragi uh so you know it's like trying to keep us invested in this race and it's like I'm just I really do not care about Sugimoto at all and but anyway going along those lines I believe there is something that you really wanted to discuss here well yeah so it's Teshima uh who by virtue of becoming captain has attained the authority uh, of being all-knowing for, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so he just says, he pronounces things, and then they all come true because he's right. the captain. So when uh, the, the two first years first joined and they said, hey, can we be on the inner high squad if we get first and second? He said, yes. And right. um, we brought this up last week, like, he can't. That can't possibly happen because he's not going to bump any of the established members. Um, right. It comes up again in this episode, and Onoda is like, "Wait, are you serious? You're going to drop someone?" He says, "Yes." Uh, right. But then he clearly, you know, he's already made a list of the five people he knows will be on the team, and he only needs to. F- and he says he that this race is to determine who will get the sixth slot. So he simultaneously says, two people can get on the team, but only one person can get on the team. <laughs> so it was just very confusing. But like, what what's going to happen is after the fact, he's going to say, like, I was only saying that in order to motivate Sugimoto or whatever to right. fill that last slot. I knew that those two first years could never win. I just needed Sugimoto to realize his true potential or whatever, like all-knowing... Um, line he has which by what authority does he have this like he wasn't even on the team last year why are we treating him like he's the expert right i mean i guess to be fair kinjo did it to him so you know yeah maybe Uh, something just happens when you become captain you also become all-knowing about how everyone you've ever met will (laughs) ride a bike and can i just 
also point out real quick how dumb it is to, like, just suddenly... Because uh, they don't... The series doesn't really bother to correct uh, Anoda's assumption here, but, you know, whatever. Like, right. the assumption here is that Anoda is going to be the one who loses out on his spot. Uh, or at least, yeah. according to Anoda. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Teshima does nothing to correct that stance. Um... So, and I just, like, Teshima, are you seriously considering getting rid of Onoda because of some bet you made with the first years? Yeah, I mean, and why communicate that? Like, is that what a good leader does where he makes people afraid, including the person who just won the Interhigh for you? Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody essentially credits Onoda for winning that. Because even, like, Hakone's like, look, we did everything right. We just didn't plan for, like, a freak rider like Onoda. Yeah. And uh, Teshima, it's like, are you seriously, like, going... It's like, like you kind of mentioned there, it's like, even if he wasn't actually planning on getting rid of Anoda, why didn't he say anything to calm their nerves? Yeah, I don't know. Like, there, there, was, there was a couple other things before we move on from this silly episode that I want right. to bring up. One is that... Um, so, you brought it up earlier that Sugimoto passed the two first years, and right. they sort of un- underestimated him. They were like, oh, well, whatever. But right. then, minutes after they'd been passed, he said he they they think to themselves, um, Koburagi thinks to himself rather, wait, his legs, um, <laughs> and he just sits there like it's not like he's looking at them. He's just thinking about them absently minutes after the right. fact and says like, wait, his legs are strong. Those are the legs of an endurance racer, <laughs> like. What made? Why did you think of that now? And like, how could you possibly intuit by looking at his legs that he's right? It's like, no, never mind. Those are the legs of an endurance rider. It's like, you know, sometimes sports anime does do that, and I, I you have like to sell that type of line, you have to give me details beyond just he has the legs of an endurance rider, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to describe the musculature there about what it is about that. Yeah. In order to be able to, to sell a line like that. Nope, just his legs. Also, yeah, no, just his legs are straight up. I thought it was funny that Donchiku's special ability is not that special. It's just that he rides fast and screams. <laughs> like every other character in this series. In fact, they're trying to make it like he's crazy because like, oh, he's so calm and quiet except for when he really lets loose. It's right, like, but it's that's, like... We... That's, how many times do we have to see that? Right, and it's like, you know, we got a very satisfying character who already does that in Ashikiba. You know, Ashikiba's a very fun character because of how crazy and eccentric he gets during it. You know, he has this whole musical theme. Yeah. Here, Don Chico is just like, oh, okay, he's just, he, he just sort of unhinges himself, okay. Exactly, but it's not going to matter because they're not going to be on the team. And of all the possible interesting things they could have done with their one extra team member, they're going to add the throwaway joke character and try and make him serious. Yeah, like, real quick, I just want to throw out, like, it is possible to have a character who is mostly completely a gag, who is also a serious character. Like, that is... The problem is that Sugimoto spent the entire first two seasons of this series... Being a throwaway gag character, being like, the, his recurring gag was he knows everything about cycling. Somebody says somebody, something that shows that he does not know everything about cycling, and he makes a kind of a nervous face, right? Like a ah uh, sort of thing. That mm-hmm. has been his entire character. 
now all of a sudden you're trying to you're trying to tell us that he actually has this very deep friendship with Amaizumi that he desperately like he has this whole background with Amaizumi and that you know he needs to be the one yeah. to support him <laughs> and it's like where is this coming from yeah um uh, it's it's not it's not it, it, this could be so much better and it's not well, um, speaking of things that are better, how about Mercs comes <laughs> in like a lion? Sure thing. That's all you, buddy. Okay, so uh, this is the final episode of season one of March comes in like a lion, episode 22. Right. Uh, like every episode pretty much before it, it's divided in two halves. And the, the first half, um, uh, Ray is back at high school. He's starting his second year of high school. And he's just trying to fit in. He's got a new class. He doesn't really have any friends. Um, he notices his old teacher, Hayashida, from a distance, sees him walking with some other students. Um, and he sort of looks wistfully at him and, you know, thinks, well, you know, it's too bad. He's not my teacher anymore. Oh, well. And he tries to walk away. And uh, Hayashida accosts him. You know, he sort of runs right. up and he says, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't just walk away from me looking like that. You know? <laughs> and they end up eating lunch together. Um, and Hayashida asks him something something interesting. He says, like, did you really come back to high school just so that you could eat lunch by yourself on the stairs? Right. Um, and Ray's like, oh, my God. You know, like, someone's penetrating me. So someone's breaking through my sort of isolation. Um and Hayashida asks him to create a shogi club. You know, like, what better way for you to start making friends than doing something you love and something that Hayashida loves uh, right. with other kids, basically. Yeah. Um, of course, no one wants to join the uh, shogi club because it's a game for old men and no one understands it. But they manage to combine the uh, shogi club, which is just Ray. With the After School Burners Club, my favorite. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you're excited about the return of Noguchi. Yeah. Um, and so they become the Shogi Science Club, and finally Ray has people that he, he can hang out with at school. Um, then the second half of the episode is a flashback mostly to Ray going on a, a field trip in fourth grade and getting made fun of by his classmates and getting called out for being all alone by his teacher, and really <laughs> just trying to find, you know, going through through pains to find a place where he can be ignored and alone so that no one comments on how ignored and lonely he is. Right. Um, he thinks about this and then compares it with the life he has now, where he doesn't really feel like a different person. He still feels like a loner. Uh, who doesn't really understand people, but there's all these other people who are playing shogi with him, and, and shogi has brought all these people into his life and has made him realize that he's on this same journey trying to work towards something with all these other people who are also outsiders. Um, and it, it concludes with the image of him riding a train into the universe uh, and sitting down with Soya to uh, recognize their mutual journey. And, that, right. and that's it. That's the end of the season. Yep. Um, did we get a confirmation that there was a second season? I had a friend message me saying that there's a second season coming, but I don't know if we actually got an official one yet. I mean, I didn't see an announcement, but I, I imagine it will come shortly. It's, yeah. it's a pretty popular franchise. It's a pretty popular series, and I mainly just brought it up because it, I this is not an episode that really feels like an ending at all. Oh, no. No, this was just them, like, 
because they adapt the manga so closely. Right. I think this was them doing their best to, like, end on a somewhat definitive note. Even right. though the just plot doesn't end. Yeah, like, this is just, this is something with some amount of, but it's clearly not the conclusion. Right. Yeah, especially because we didn't even see the sisters in this episode. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> so much for our predictions. Um, yeah, right? Like, but yeah, no, I mean, they showed up in, a, like, a sketch at the very end in this sort of, like, uh, this sort of, like, flick, uh, this flipbook sketch, but yeah. that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what I liked about this episode was actually kind of this sort of subtle realization that, uh... So, w- one of the things that we kind of skipped over here was that uh, Nikaido approaches uh, Ray at one point, talking about how they're in completely separate uh, shogi blocks. Like, oh, for yeah, a for a tournament, yeah. And that, Ray, basically, they make a, like, uh, Nikaido basically forces Ray to promise him that they'll meet in the finals, essentially, because that's the only way that they're, that's the only time that they're going to be able to play a game together. Right. And uh, I, I think what I liked about that was how it was done in conjunction with the after this entire scene about how Ray was uh, like he's like now it's even harder for him to get to know anybody else at this school because it's like now he's kind of the weirdo who's a year older than everybody else yeah. in his class. Right. It's like oh he's kind of the weirdo who got held back. Like what's his deal? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just, it's kind of this further serving to isolate him, but it's also kind of this weird moment of realization that Nikaido's kind of the only guy who gets Ray. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of, like, to me, it kind of solidified the fact that Nikaido's kind of, like, like, in re- like you know, the sisters are, have, he kind of has a bit more of a familial bond with, almost. Like, Shimada's a bit more of a mental, like, a uh, mentor, but Nikaido's really the only person he can really be, like friends with now we're we're getting we're may get a little bit more of that next season with uh ray and noguchi who is going to apparently going to have a bit more of a prominent role mm-hmm. yeah i uh, hope so he's awesome <laughs> right because he has a mustache <laughs> yeah he has he has a mustache and he speaks so formally and i love i love the scene where he joined the science club as a as a first year and all the third years shouted senpai at him because of his air of gravitas yeah exactly like he just sort of became the president and everybody just sort of assumed he was the he was their uh, senior just because of his appearance in general like means of carrying himself yeah that was, that was uh, great um I, I, but uh, I do kind of like this realization. Like, it's kind of using the old sports trope of the rival. Mm. Like, you know, the, the hot-blooded rivalry. That, you know, they've kind of used sort of mockingly with Nakaido, at least when he was first introduced. I kind of like now how that's beca- that is actually becoming something of a motivator for Ray. Now he actually does have something of a goal in mind beyond just, I'm going to keep up with Shogi and yeah. just sort of just sort of kind of waft through life almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has people who care about how well he does. He right. wants to play against other people. Um, it matters right. to him who's on the other side of the board for once, yeah, which is interesting. Exactly, and now it, it matters to him that he's going to actually have to play Nikaido. Now, admittedly, Nikaido had to drag that out of him because he's still Ray, right? And he's still kind of embarrassed. But I, I thought that was a bit. It was a nice little bit of uh, character growth for Ray. Yeah. No, it's been it's been. Uh... It's been a fun arc. I I'm very happy. I mean, we'll talk more on the episode about it, but I'm I'm happy with the show. I think it ended. You know, it, it's ending in the middle of its story, so it couldn't end right. with anything conclusive. But I thought it ended in a nice 
satisfactory way, just sort of as a as a pause, not an ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just this kind of it's it's a nice place to end on with Ray, who's kind of finally realized, okay, look, I thought I was alone, but you know, throughout my like without even realizing it, I actually have a lot like more people in my life than I gave myself credit for. Yeah, it's like it's a nice like. It's kind of this moment of clarity, almost, where it's just like, okay, I realize now where, like, who it is in my life that I can actually count on. Right. Um, oh. Speaking of which, you can always count on All Out for providing something worth talking about, so would you like to discuss it? Is that really your transition? It It's not the worst. <laughs> that is true. It's not the worst we've ever done. Um, okay, so this is episode 23. Uh, so we're on the penultimate episode here, mm-hmm. and not really a whole lot happens. Right. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> basically what we get, the, the first half of the episode is just this, uh, it's a bit of a slice of life still. They're sort of, it's kind of this calm before the storm where everybody is getting together. Uh, the third years are making their strategy about how they're going to deal with Ryoin. Uh, Iwa meets up with uh, Miyuki again, uh, who... You know, to kind of, like, kind of prepare for the Rion game. And they run into Gion, and they, they do a little bit more training by themselves. Then, during the uh, the Rion game, we get uh, uh, Gion and Sakito finally reunite. They kind of have their big, uh, discuss- you know, they kind of have their big, like, Hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, but w- what we find out is that on the second team, we have a new rival for Gion by the name of uh, Mikado Sho, mm-hmm. who's a second... He's the, he's the flanker for the second string players. Right. Uh, whose nickname is also uh, BL as given to him by Sho, and Mikado humorously does not understand it. Yeah. Uh, so the game begins with Sho, like, kind of clear... Like, basically just cl- cleanly knocking uh, Sekizan off his feet... Uh, but Gion manages to counter him. He manages to hunt him down. He gets him down. And he basically forces the other side into a scrum. Yep. And from there, we kind of get the Jinkos ba- essentially playing about roughly equally to the second string of Rio. And but it is still the beginning of the game. But this. Uh, but Mikado keeps getting the one up. It keeps one upping uh, Gion, and Gion is starting to get really fired up and frustrated because you know his, his general. He doesn't get too. He doesn't get too fired up or upset when the bigger kids knock him around because he knows he's pretty tiny. But what he really hates is the fact that there's somebody who's about as tall as him and can still uh, and can still bring him down. Yep. And so, and so we'll see the end of the uh, the match next week. Right. Um, so it's a it's a solid episode. The uh, unfortunately the animation is definitely took a pretty clear hit in this episode. Yeah. I gotta think they're like they're saving up for the last. You know they they just the had to episode. sacrifice a lot on this one to make the last right. one worth. Which is a sh- because like the first few episodes were like you know we had our issues with them or uh-huh. like some of those games, but they were very nicely animated. They had some very powerful hits, some very smoothly animated hits, and. Yeah, we're getting we're starting to get to the point where we're getting a lot of still shots. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, it's like the, the content is still there. Mm-hmm. Like it's still not bad. Oh um, no. Do you want? Got, do you want to more... uh, say the the greatest line in anime, which was oh, in this yes, episode? I, oh yes, please. I would love to. Uh, so uh, Gion is so when Gion encounters Iwa and Miyuki, he is hiding behind an old washing machine behind the uh like outside of the inn and he's talking to himself and he's thinking should i train by doing laundry by hand instead of uh by machine 
Uh, no, no, no. That would just be doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love this sort of like, he genuinely considers it, but then just sort of comes to the logical conclusion of, oh, no, wait, no, then I'd just be doing laundry. What but, am I thinking? That's not training. How do like, I... no, no, that's not training. Of course not. And it, it's just the sort of, I think it's just the matter-of-fact way he first <laughs> says it, and then it comes to that realization of, no, wait, no, that's silly. No, I, I'm just doing laundry then. Whatever. Uh, um, I, I like the fact that he makes this huge deal of going outside on his own to do secret training. Because <laughs> he, he like, can never figure yeah. out what he's actually going to he, do. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to actually prepare for rugby. He just like wants to seem mysterious and cool. Right. So he just goes... Which, which, to me, again, what I like about it is they talk like high schoolers. You know? Right. Of course a high schooler would try to act impressive to the second years by going like, I'm going to go do secret training by myself. And they're like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, oh no, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me back of the day, like back when we were growing up. And like and like a port of an old game would come out. I remember this specifically for like the Mar- Super Mario Advance when that was coming out. I was playing Mario Brothers two on my NES to train for the release. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too of a. It's kind of a dumb story. I realize, but again, it's like it's something I can definitely relate to. Oh yeah, yeah. You wanna like you're just so excited about the thing you're doing. You convince yourself that you're preparing in the most advanced way possible when you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You're just being kind of silly at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I really do appreciate Gion. Yeah, I like um, I like also, and we'll, we'll move on for this, but that what they end up doing is uh, the, the three of them go out and just essentially play catch and they have a little uh, scrimmage and they practice their passing. Um, and they, so they run around for a good while and get a workout. And then after all that, Guillaume is like, well, it wasn't training, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> what I like about that is like, what does Guillaume think training is? Like literally he was practicing rugby skills and getting better. Right. But for him, like training is something on a whole of, it's some secret technique. Like he needs the right. secret technique. <laughs> Like, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of sports anime, you know, they kind of have their sort of mysterious, like, oh, what am I doing? Like, you know, I'm going to perform this, like, sort of seemingly inconsequential task that actually, like, like, actually, like, opens up the doors of knowledge. Yeah, exactly. To, like, uh, like, this secret technique. And I feel like Gion, that's what Gion is looking for right now. It's it's funny that the show is making fun of that idea. It's like, are you that dumb? Like, practicing is training. Like, what do you Right, like, that's what the training is. Um, so one of, um, one of the other great things about this show is just how much it, it, it acknowledges the tropes of sports anime and sort of winks at them. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I did, uh, one other gag I did get a little bit of a kick out of, uh, was, again, about, you know, acting like a dumb high schooler was, so Iwa was talking on the phone with Miyuki, or he was, like, sending him messages, mm-hmm. and as, and, like... He was kind of, you know, he's talking about how he was nervous about the Ryoan game, but, you know, it's just like, he'll be all right. And then Miyuki sends him a message and like, hey, so do you want to? And then he pops out from behind the corner and was like, you want to train, buddy? And he's like, have you been standing there this entire time? Yeah, I saw you standing there. I thought I'd just hang out here and, and wait to surprise you. Yeah. And it's like, again, if I was, even now, I would probably do something like that. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always funny to just mess with your friends and to fight, you know. I I enjoy a lot of the the heart 
of the show. I, I it has never lost that. Um, right. It's never lost the fact that it really cares about these guys as teenagers. You know, it's not trying right. trying to make them more than that. Right. Exactly. Uh, and that's really what's like. And again, it makes it so that it's actually very relatable, mm-hmm. and it's also very it's. It kind of makes me a little bit wistful, almost, about my about the younger days. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's I what a lot of high school anime are supposed to do, you know? Right, but it actually succeeds in doing that. Well, yeah, because the difference between this and a lot of high school-themed sports anime is this feels real. Like, this feels like something we could have lived, you know? Whereas right. other anime, like, like Days, it feels like a fantasy, uh, right. It feels like a fantasy of someone who never played soccer but wished he did. This right. feels like something you actually could have done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's a great way of putting it. Um, I, I do also like the fact that the Rion game is kind of going a bit how we were expecting here, where Rion is, like, like they are using the second string uh, team to basically set up the strength of Rion themselves. Just because, Jinka, like... Right off the get-go, we see Sekizan get floored by, you know, this new flanker character. Yeah, who's a first-year. Who's, who's a first-year, and not only that, again, he's, like, he's part of the second tier. And it's like, this is, like, you know, we've already put into work to show that Sekizan is, you know, maybe not, he's, like, not the best player, but, you know, he is somebody who does not get knocked around. Mm-hmm. He's a big, solidly built guy. And the fact that this is somebody on their second string that can do this, even if they are still able to somewhat hold their ground, it's like, this is going to be a real rough game for them when they get to Hanazono. And again, it's great because they're putting in the work now. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, um, so do you want to move on to something that's not really putting in any work? (laughs) Sure. Um, (laughs) So Tiger Mask episode 23. Right. Um... (laughs) I'll just read the first part off my notes. Go um, for it. Suddenly, the war game. Uh, <laughs> so, out of nowhere, with no, you know, prefacing or any buildup, um, Miss X announces that GWM is hosting a war game, which is sure. an open tournament uh, for all champion wrestlers, whatever that means, and the winner will get to fight uh, the third, or I'm not even sure if his name is Tiger the Great the Third. That's what we've been calling him, but in the show <laughs> they only call him the third. But like, right? Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so the the winner of the tournament will fight the third. Also, okay. the third will be in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> the uh, one of the <laughs> the reporters asks a pretty reasonable question like can you tell us a little more about the third and miss x responds for details please visit the gwm homepage." (laughs) (laughs) why 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 not just say anything why pretend like it's a secret also, do all these reporters, like, have to be told that the internet exists? Um, well, okay. it's not, it, it sounds like a press release, but anyway, we'll go into that I'm, later. I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't contain myself. Um, <laughs> so, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling says that they will fight in the tournament, um, except for Naita, who says that he is ocupado, which means busy. Uh, right. And then a couple minutes later, he just joins anyway. 
Um, right, of course. Naoto uh, recruits Fukuwara Mask uh, to wrestle with him, and Fukuwara Mask says he'll do it if he gets all the money, and, of course, Tiger Mask says okay because he doesn't care about money. Um, of course. They show up at the tournament, uh, and the way it's built is that it's a five-story pyramid, um, <laughs> and everyone starts off at the base of the pyramid, and if you win, and you can fight anyone you want, and as long as you get one knockout uh then you get to move up one level in the pyramid so you have to get five knockouts to move up to the top of the pyramid right and then you fight that person who's at the top of the pyramid with you to determine who gets to fight the third unless the third is there because he's in the tournament um and so the the fight starts starts out and um some random new japan pro wrestler guy named ghetto who wears a bandana over his face uh gets immediately demolished by the third uh he lifted up by one arm defies gravity and they get slammed down um tiger the dark and tiger mask are about to fight but then tiger the dark sees yellow devil walking around uh, and runs away and then tiger mask gets ambushed uh fukuwara mask pokes those guys in their butts and they run away (laughs) Um, and, uh, the, the episode sort of ends with Tiger the Dark ending up getting ambushed by Boss Man and his cronies. Yep. Um, okay, so this was quite the episode. Uh, I just want to point out, um, so I, there was one point I did want to bring up as well, which was, so there's a moment where Tiger the Dark and the journalist are talking for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And she, uh, the journalist lady, I forget her name, uh, she asks, uh, Tiger the Dark, uh, like, do you know anything else? And then Tiger the Dark responds, I know where Yellow Devil went three years ago, and then walks away. Well, no, he doesn't say, I know, he says, I want to know. Oh, he does say that? Oh, I swore he said, I want to know. Well, I'm just dumb. Yeah. Um... Yes, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this is basically... So this episode is effectively the... uh, This is their big climax for the the second third of the series, essentially. Mm -hmm. I originally thought Tiger the Great the Third, or maybe just Tiger the Third, I thought he was going to be the end game for the series to have a big... Yeah. Well, I thought that was the case, but since we're getting... we're, but we are, since we're getting thrown into him right now, and because Tiger Mask can't lose, yeah. I assume he's going to fight Tiger the uh, Tiger the Third, and that they're going to win. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of lost as to where they're going with this. Um, because my, the, the idea I had come, I had come up with, since we are now, we have pretty strong confirmation that Fukawara Mask is not Tiger the Third. I know, I'm still kind of holding out, but... (laughs) (laughs) I, I, it seems really unlikely at this point. They are, unfortunately they have been seen at the same place at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And that's the real issue. As soon as Tiger, uh, Tiger Mask asked Fukawara Mask to be his partner, it was pretty obvious that that wasn't going to happen yeah so now because then my running theory was that tiger the great was actually going to be the original yellow devil or the yellow devil who beat uh oh yeah like that was my thought but at the same time like because the whole the whole thing about this is that tiger the great the third has offered up his championship belt to whoever wins this match right 
And after a great little moment of uh, the announcer and Miss X being like, holy crap, did he just say that? We didn't plan for this. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of like great, just little quick break of character there. Uh, they they give they go ahead to say, sure, that's fine. So, like, it seems obvious to... It seems like to me what they're setting up for this to do is to have Tiger, uh, Tiger Mask become the new GWM champion and to then start being, the, like, he now gets access to, you know, all their, like, great secrets or mm-hmm. maybe not even their great secrets, <laughs> but, you know, now, now there's a new setup for the new season as to why he keeps getting involved with GWM because now he's tied to them as their champion and he has to, uh, you know, he has to fight off new, like, challengers to his belt. I, maybe, uh, but then what do you think is the point of including Yellow Devil here again? Like, <sighs> is it the real one, or is it just Billy the Kidman? That was my assumption, because he never... Well, no, I guess because he was being sent back home. I, or because he was sent to the hell in, or the... Uh, yeah, hell in the hole. The, yeah, hell in the hole. Because he was sent to the hell in the hole, I guess that like it had the new yellow devil has to be somebody else right i i don't but i don't think that guy is going to be the original yellow devil like the yellow devil that they're hunting for Mm. um i because that seems too obvious to me yeah um so that's why i was thinking it was gonna be tiger the great but i i don't know i guess it does kind of depend on how the season ends maybe they will try and shake it up and have give tiger mask a big loss but that hasn't really been what they've been doing with the character. It, it would be better if he lost, but, and you know, maybe this, you know, if this is, you know, a good sports series, they would actually have, like, Tiger, you know, they'd have Tiger Mask, you know, get in this great battle with the third. You know, they, they kind of, uh, he manages to hold him off for a little bit, but he still loses in the end. And, you know, now we have a big setup for, like, a big rivalry between him and Tiger the third. Yeah, I think I think they would have like they have to do something in this next next episode to resolve what Yellow Devil's doing there, though. Right, and I guess that's fair. Like again, they could have just brought him back out as a uh, just sort of a like like the whole like my understanding of a lot of these like mass wrestlers is that they are effectively a brand name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know maybe like just for this match you know to help drum up hype you know they had somebody else dr- uh, dress up as Yellow Devil. I hope of, it's you know... Kevin. <laughs> that would be great. Mostly because I want Tiger the Dark to like beat him senseless and then unmask him and like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, what were you doing? It's like they told me to dress up as him, like yeah. they did uh, as like the Wagner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, otherwise. I did think it was funny that they had to have this whole thing about who uh, uh, Tiger Mask partner was going to be, and they he decided on Fukawara Mask because uh, it's like, oh, you know, we've wrestled together, and I've seen how great you are, and also because we haven't established any other wrestler in exactly. the series who's not a real wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So and we have to go with the fictional one. Yeah, everyone's either a villain or real or Fukuwara mask. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So we don't really have any other options here. I guess Mr. Question could have been. I but... don't think he has his number, though. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> you don't think they exchanged information after their match? No, I do not. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um... I can't say that I'm excited for it, but I, I I am intrigued to see which road... I, I feel like they're not going to make it as interesting as they could, 
Right. Obviously, they didn't because Fukuhara Mask isn't Tiger the Great the Third. That's the only. Right. That's the. Tr- that's the canon ending, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Of course. Um, I do want to point out uh, that uh, I do think this is an interesting setup. Like, I think that just visually, it's a really neat setup to have like this pyramid of wrestling rings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, that looks awesome. If I was a kid. And, like, I saw, like, a ring like that. I would absolutely adore going there. And I just had a thought, what if Fukawara Mask is the original Tiger Mat? Or the original Yellow Devil? No, Matt. They've already established that. Um, The uncle is... No, I'm sorry. I meant, like, the, the Yellow Devil that they're looking for. Oh, oh, so he's not the original Yellow Devil. Sorry, the, when I say the original Yellow Devil, that's the one I'm referring to, even though I know we technically already have the original Yellow Devil here. Okay, yes. Oh, that would be interesting. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we maybe. Just have maybe. To keep hammering home these points as to why Fukawara Mask is more interesting than he actually is. Well, yeah, because maybe that's why he's, like, so devoted to building up his community. Maybe it's, like, uh, like a repentance... You know, right. for his past life. Sort of you like know, the for... original Tiger Mask. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you have, you know, we have this great moment where, you know, uh, Tiger Mask can seek to see, you know, can seek out his revenge and then realize, okay, this is a guy who's genuinely down on his luck and can't build himself. And, but, you know, he's, he's trying to reform himself. And, Man, you know, this he is like, kind of lose his hatred. Yeah, this is like turning into Les Miserables. <laughs> yeah. So does that make uh, Tiger the Dark uh, Jean Valjean? Yeah. Or no, sorry, uh, Fukuwara Mask. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, Fukuwara Mask is Jean Valjean, and that's then that I would mean. make Tiger the Dark uh, would be uh, Jolvert. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm going for. It's sort of like a split between him and Tiger Mask. But anyway, so uh, I look forward to confirming that theory. Um, what I do not look forward to is Manami Kamakura <laughs> High School Girl Cycling Club. Uh, hey, I'm the one who has to summarize this crap, so... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So, well, they're riding along as usual, and uh, a, a, a local cycling club passes them, and Sa- Sandy, because she's insane, decides she wants to try and catch up with them, and uh, drags Hiromi along <laughs> with her. And so, they split off from the group, and there's this weird pulsing pop rock that plays in the background. Like, you know, this is a legitimately hype moment yeah. where Sandy and Hiromi try and catch up to them. And then Hiromi activates Unico, like, as, like, in, like, a, uh, in, like, a Yamamushi pedal type of, uh, unleashing system uh-huh. to catch up, but they fail, and then, but then the girls behind, like, the actual team realizes, hey, are those girls trying to catch up with us? Yeah. And so they, they, uh, back down, and they give them a little quick biking lesson, because why not? Sure. And then we discover, uh, and then the other girls of the group, so Higa, Fuyune, and Tomoe, or... Lost behind, they're like, well, crap, they ran on ahead. Uh, what do we do? And so we should try and catch up with them. And they take a wrong turn. So they have to take the uh, the con- very convenient ferry to cross the river to get to the other side. And hey, guess what? They managed to get let out exactly where the girls are. Yeah. Because great. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we discover that those girls are part of a business... Li- they're actually part of a business club. Um... Uh, and that they're all actually, in fact, adults, and so here we have this group of girls that these that the uh, that the Minami Kamakura Club can actually grow up to become. I guess I don't know, and they have names, but I don't care. Anyway, uh, the uh, 
they kind of split up. Oh, Hiromi nearly passes out and because, you know, she was riding really hard there for a while. And so she's given some biker gel to uh, kind of give herself some energy. And they eat for a while. And then they start riding on the road for a little bit. Uh, Fuyune gets a flat tire and he gets changed it because we got to pad out this episode for a little <laughs> bit longer. Yeah. And then uh, Hiromi has some very deep, meaningful words that she's thinking about the nature of cycling and how it means she has friends. And they make it to where uh, Shiki is. And then we have a great section about from AOP about this very iconic scene, uh, like this very iconic uh, place in Kamakura where there's a train that passes by a beach. And apparently every anime ever uses this shot, I mm-hmm. guess. And then they get some delicious uh, Enoshima, uh, get a delicious Enoshima bowl that which you can find at the uh, Enoshima restaurant for only a hundred eleven hundred yen. As of February twenty seventeen. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's in there. They have a little asterisk. <laughs> it's totally not a promotional video for Kamakura, guys. It's so good. Also in the background, there's this great sequence where uh, there are some high school boys in the background trying to kind of ogle at AOP for a little bit. Well, one of them does, and then the other guy kind of pushes them all. Like, come on, man, let's just just go. Yeah. Uh, they're in a great little uh, breaking a moment there where apparently they decided they just didn't want to bother with another take. And they're like, just include it, whatever, we don't care. Yeah, nobody's watching. <laughs> nobody's watching this. Uh, and that's pretty much the episode. Matt, thoughts? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was... It was ridiculous, as always. Um, it continued its trend of presenting problems and then solving them immediately without conflict. Yeah. Um, so you have this, like you said, there's this problem where Sandy sees strangers and decides to chase them. Uh, yeah, sure. Like a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great just... way to describe uh, Sandy. She's like a puppy. Exactly. She can't keep her. You can't keep her attention for more than just like a few minutes before her rushing out to chase that like another car or something. Yeah, and so she drags Hiromi with her for some reason, and somehow they go for several minutes without noticing that they abandoned the rest of their team. Um, yeah. And uh, but what's the consequence of that? As soon as they realize they abandoned their team, their team shows up. Because right. they went some different route and took a ferry because, boy, aren't Kamakura's ferries convenient. <laughs> um, and hey, guys, you can have a ferry ride in Kamakura on its wonderful on its wonderful river, eh? Yeah, exactly. And then I just I loved the fact that this show went to any length to give characterization to these random women that they happen to ride next to for a couple minutes. And they're like, oh, we're Sound C, the Kamakura Radio Cycling Team. <laughs> okay, so that was their name. Yeah. Great. I didn't even bother to write it down because it's like, it's the second to last episode. We're never I seeing know. these girls I just again. I wrote it down because I just thought it was so funny that they're, they're a radio station cycling team. Like, what? why is that level of detail necessary? Like, give them all occupations and a team name and names and, and... Yeah, and so, and their big lesson to Hiromi is that you should eat before yeah. you ride your bike. Because if you don't eat, you get tired. Um, to me, Hiromi really passed out there. Like, she like she didn't almost pass out. She did pass out. I mean, yeah, and that's fine. And again, if this, this if the goal of the show is to teach people, like, that you too can bike and here's some tips, 
fine. Right. Um, but as as an actual plot, it was absurd. Why is it that both this and Long Riders had to have the part where, hey guys, make sure you eat when you ride? <laughs> like, is what that a, a common completely mistake? bizarre detail. And I guess it's because they want to work in the biking gel because they might have some sort of sponsorship deal yeah. with, like, whoever puts out the biking gel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't have... Uh, well, the I, I have one more thing to say about this show, which is how ridiculous I just groaned out loud when they finally found Shiki. They all pulled up and simultaneously shouted, Goal. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just like... so p- painfully cheesy. Like, no group of people without discussing it ahead of time would just randomly pull up and say the same thing at the same time, especially not Goal. Right. Um, it's like, it's very... I, it feels almost like an episode of Full House. Yeah. Where, like, I don't know, like, Danny, like, leaves the the Olsen twin, like, uh... I forget what the name of the youngest one. I, they play her by the Mary-Kate and Ashley. Right. Uh, uh, but, and, you know, you leave her behind, and, you know, she has to find her way home, and there's this very cute sequence, where she's like, Go! Made it home, Daddy! Exactly. And it's like, oh my god. Except these are like high school girls. They're not five. Right. Yeah, but they they do have uh, the maturity of the five-year-olds more or less. That's fair. I mean, again... It's a little harsh towards five-year-olds. I don't (laughs) want to... Boy, well, I think that does wrap it up for this week, Matt. What do you say? I say that's good. I'm looking forward to uh, wrapping up a couple other shows uh, next week. This is fun, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Yep. See you then. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Koshiencast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training.